The machine is ever turning, ever hungry. How do you avoid being eaten? How do you avoid drifting into becoming another cog? Can you escape the machine? Should you try or is it impossible? Pondering these questions and more, I mention the machine. Against the Machine podcast. This is either episode zero again or episode one. This is episode one. We're keeping the episode zero. All right, all right. So. And it's the Mensch and the Machine, not Mensch Against the Machine. Is that right? Yep. Hmm. I bought the domain name. We're not oh, going well. back. All right, well, apparently we're not rivals with the machine. We are partnering with it, so. No, no, no. <laughs> we're talking about both. <laughs> so I had a little question and answer thing I sent you to do the podcast. So explain your summary of the Mensch and the Machine. Um, well, geez, I don't even remember what I wrote for that now. Um, I'll pull it up. (laughs) Basically, the idea is that there's all this self-help stuff out there and all these books that we read and all these things that we're doing that are benefiting ourselves and they bring questions to mind and things like that that I'd like to talk through and find out what kind of working, what's not working, what people's thoughts are and try to give back some of what we've taken from all the podcasts and books and everything else that we've consumed. Of course, the word podcast is in my email box a lot. Dun, dun, dun. Did we bite before the 4th of July? Yes, we did. I know. Look for the name, Eugene. Can't be too many Eugenes, I know. No, most of them are over 70. Fortunately, no one. <laughs> Here we go, podcast stuff. Open. Great podcast, I know. Yeah. Relax, everybody. Welcome to episode zero. One. <laughs> oh, you basically said everything. Yes. Yeah, so awesome. That means I was being honest. Yes. That's the Judge Judy thing. She says if you tell the truth, you don't have to remember the lie. Exactly. There's not, there's a, I joined a group on Facebook called Joker's Club or something. And it's all these like motivational quotes and stuff. And that was one of them. Nice and with the truth. Don't have to remember what you said. Exactly. Exactly. You don't have to remember your made-up stories. So tell the truth. Or at least don't lie. That's Jordan Peterson for you. So this week's episode, you said we had some homework. Yeah, because Joel... I, I introduced Joel to Napoleon Hill. And if you don't know who Napoleon Hill, he's kind of the godfather of self-help books. I mean, he's wrote a bunch of stuff back in the like post, post-World War One, post... Uh, uh, great, 1933 and 1938, if I remember correctly. Yeah, great. I'm sorry, 1738. Yeah, post post Great Depression, before World War uh, II, but he was around for like the Titans of Industry as they were coming up, and, like Rockefeller, Carnegie, Carnegie, however you want to pronounce it, um, Ford, all of them, and he had so then he wrote a bunch of books about it, and I introduced Joel to it because a new book of his was introduced to me that <clears throat> it's kind of interesting. It was a manuscript that he had written, and he never published, but the family just released, uh, what, 2012? Yeah, 2011. Yeah, 2011. It was written in 1938, a year after Think and Grow Rich, but there's controversy around it because in the book he basically claims he interviews the devil. It was basically a writing device, but people couldn't decide if he actually thought he did it or if he pretended to do it. Yeah, and, and it, there's a controversy also because of Napoleon who had um, some some pretty harsh criticisms about the public school system and as well as organized religion at the time that he didn't that didn't go quite the way as 
the rest of the country was thinking at the time. So pretty interesting stuff there. But one of the main reasons why I gave Joel the homework of it is because in that book there, they talk about having your, def- your definitive purpose and also not drifting in life. And the interviewing with the devil, one of the things that happened to people was the devil was trying to convince people to drift to not have a purpose or a goal in life that they were striving to because then they would drift and then they basically became his. They, You know, the phrase idle hands or the devil's play thing is kind of sums up that a little bit. Yeah, I, I basically, I think I bought a book on dark psychology, learning about like the way people manipulate each other and body language and all that stuff. I finished that on my trip to Philly. And then I started the Napoleon Hill book about, I think, an hour or two hours into the thing. Yeah, it was two hours into the, pl- into the, into the five-hour drive. I started it. So I brought it to the first three hours. I'm like, holy shit, this is amazing. And the next morning, I, I listened to the bike ride, and I just listened to what I was getting ready to do myself in Philly. And by, I think, 2 o'clock, I finished the book. Yeah, not not a super long book. I think it was just over, like, five hours yeah, or something. five hours. But it's, uh, it, it's good. The first couple chapters are Napoleon Hill's life and things like that. And then it's, uh, like... I, Basically, the stuff I just summed up for you, and then the last like three or four chapters are all his interview with the devil. It's it's, it's pretty pretty interesting the way he he handles it, and the uh, the audio the the vo- if you get the audio book, the voice actor for the devil was really good. Yeah, and the cool thing was I gave it to my coworker, and he burned through. He's like, "This is amazing! I can go through this again." So. Yeah, that, that's the unfortunate thing about the audio book for me is I d- didn't have the physical copy because I like to underline things and bend the hell out of the book and fold pages and all that to go back through and find the stuff I want again. Well, you sent me a thing about from Ryan Holiday about how he reads and takes notes and whatnot. And I just started this book and I in order to get the book cheaper, I ended up buying the audiobook and the Kindle version. So I went through and make all these bookmarks in the audiobook and I noted what they were for so I can go back and listen to them. But then also the audiobook, the Kindle book, it will sync up with it and take me to that section I can actually read it. Oh, that's cool. So, if there if a book has a audio a Kindle version and an audio version, they'll sync each other. Oh, nice. Like that, I started re- rereading the Daily Stoic again. That's part of my morning routine now. Before I go, go biking or after I bike or whatever, I remember to do it. But I had the audiobook of the Daily Stoic, and I remember a couple of years before vacation, I was running errands. I just listened to like the first six months of the book, four months of the book. It was like that's actually a pretty nice pick me up of getting all these little like quick lessons while you're running around. Yeah, it's, it's a nice little reminder of how to put your head in the right space for the day, um, especially because it's it's little snippets of the Stoic, and then he goes on to explain what that snippet means a little bit, and it's like one or two pages a day. It's a, it's yeah. a great little book. Well, the other day I was like, I don't know if I'm going to go out in this rain and ride. And I read the Daily Stoic. I'm like, well, guess I got to do my job and get on this bike and go ride. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Daily Stoic's good stuff. Um, back to Napoleon Hill. Like, I... Th- when I when I first got my first Napoleon Hill book, it was Law of Success when I turned 30. And I thought, at the time, I thought that was my first experience with him. But then I realized that Bruce Lee was actually a big fan of Napoleon Hill. Oh, did not know that. And Bruce Lee, at one time, he wrote a definitive purpose that was hung up on his wall and signed. It said he will become the uh, highest paid Asian actor in the world. He will generate $1 million dollars. And he'll do it in six months, and what 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 he's willing to give up for that, and it was signed and everything. And it was uh, shortly after that, he, shortly after he wrote that, he got Enter the Dragon, which paid him over a million dollars. But unfortunately, he died before he got to see the success of that. Mm-hmm. But he accomplished his definitive chief aim. Yeah, they talk a lot about like 
basically making writing down your goal and figuring out how you're going to do it and just keep reciting it every day until it happens. Yeah, and especially being very specific about it's it's that 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 um the smart goals thing where, yeah. where the people want you to make, but it's a it's a little you want you they want you to visualize you having it already and having done it and how much time it took you and exactly what it is and how much time it took how how much you gave up for it. I think my favorite quote in the book was basically saying if you keep at it eventually life goes i give up just here you can have it right (laughs) and the book talks about that also talking about the uh what was it um hypnotic uh hypnotic rhythm which is like the it's basically syncing up the brain waves with everything that's kind of vibrating so it's like if you if you think is that uh, the secret again? They they came out with it again recently. Where like the things you think about are the things you attract. It's like if you start thinking about yellow cars, you see, or if you think about buying a car, you're going to see that car everywhere. Mm-hmm. Well, there's also the law of attraction. It's also been called about the same same principle, different name. But I was reading the reviews from because I bought the first audible for two bucks, and the the writer the the, the the narrator was horrible. Like, I even caught some stutters, and I'm like, I thought Audible, like, checked for that stuff. Mm. So I went back and looked at the reviews of the other books, and I was like, this, this book is dumb. It doesn't say tell you to do anything. I'm like, he gives you all the information multiple times. Like, how did you miss what he was trying to tell you? Right. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the Outwitting the Devil Napoleon Hill book, that was, uh, the, I got the audiobook that had the annotations to it, and I don't recommend that one because the the you'll be on a stream listening to the book, and then all of a sudden this lady, this lady will... <clears throat> Excuse me. This lady will cut in and like basically ask you a teacher, ask you a teacher like question. Like they said so and so. How does that make you feel? Like I don't need the therapist version of this book. Like I need to hear the book the way it was intended to be read. Yeah, it was that. that I bought the same book the version you did, so I could actually like relate to it. And I'm like, yeah, that's kind of dumb. Yeah, there's if you look at the reviews for it, there are people talking about how they took they downloaded the audio book, opened it up, and then cut those parts out, and then they just listened to it as an MP3 instead of through mm. Audible. It's like a lot of work, but all the reviews are like that. Yeah. So I want to get the rest of the Napoleon Hill's book style because I love his writing style and the fact that everything's so timeless. The only difference is he was talking about a, a dinner for two, a breakfast for two in New York City for twenty cents. I'm like. <laughs> okay, maybe the prices are a little bit off, but I get the point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to put things back in that perspective of the time, time it was in. He also does a lot of things like he references, uh, like uh, people that have since fallen out of favor as being successful, like um, Edison. Like not a lot of people like Edison because he did some dirty business practices and things like that. But, yeah, he basically screwed over Tesla a little bit. Yeah, he did. And screwed over the world probably because we'd have flying cars and stuff if mm-hmm. Tesla was still around. It's funny because I remember as a kid, I wrote a book, a book report on and Thomas Edison. Like, this is amazing. And then like 30 years later, I'm an adult. I'm like, screw Edison. I want Tesla. <laughs> yeah. He lived long enough to become the villain. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, the whole principle of how like, I've been seeing this a lot lately. Like I went to Philly to visit a friend of mine and she's like, I think I want some cold brew coffee. I'm like, I'll go get you a cup, whatever. Because I've been trying to like, oh, be like, like it would be, be generous your time and give more than you receive. So I go to the drive-thru in Starbucks, and I get a free banana nut loaf because they had an extra one. Yeah. It's see. like, if I didn't go there, then my coworker, she had to move her cubes at work from, like, the 7th floor to the 6th floor. I put her clean on her desk. She found a Bluetooth speaker she didn't want. And these tumblers, I'm like, I just got, like, a $40 Bluetooth speaker just for helping her move her desk. I'm like, this is weird. Like, I started doing shit, and shit starts happening. 
that's that's the law of attraction working right there it's yeah. you start putting good stuff out good stuff comes back it's the um they always say uh like if you if you want you have to give even uh gary vaynerchuk or gary v he t- he wrote a book called uh jab 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 hook and he said before you ask for something you've got to give three times mm-hmm. like this this afternoon i was coming up for lunch to meet you and i'm loading my car he goes hey excuse me i'm like oh what's going on here this older gentleman was like, "Yeah, this knows your bike rack." I was wondering how did and like we got we got we ended up being fifteen minutes late, but like we were just start talking about the bike stuff and it was it was kind of cool. Like I made a new friend in my complex, all because I've been getting out every morning going biking. Yeah, it's it's interesting when you start putting yourself into positive places. What starts ha- positive things start happening, and it's the danger again of drifting and getting lost in that that negative sphere of influence where everything is bad all the time. Mm-hmm. Like that that becomes your. Your headspace becomes your your dwelling. So it's it's like if you're always thinking negative thoughts, then ever you're gonna see everything negatively. Exactly. Like I I was driving to work this morning. I was driving out to go biking this morning. I got stuck in traffic and I lost my shit. I'm like, wait a second. This is fine. We can work this out. I can probably do this or that. I can still go my bike ride in. Might not be the ten mile bike ride, but I can actually still get the bike ride in and. Traffic's not that bad, and then traffic just let up after I started saying that. I'm like, this is getting real creepy. <laughs> it's like you've dis- discovered your Neo in the Matrix, and you mm-hmm. can influence the world around you. If you start seeing code everywhere, let me know. Yeah. Like, I was talking to a coworker the other day. I went over to Richard in Data Science, and I told him, because, oh, well, you can go do LinkedIn Learning, and work will pay for it if you ask your boss. I'm like, I get to take classes for free? Yeah, a lot of a lot of well, at least in a lot of my jobs have had that where they they want to. I, I guess it's a tax write off for them yeah. too if they if we can contribute to your education. But it it, it makes sense for them to ha- want to have smarter employees. Yeah. So my problem is I don't want to get take a two thousand dollar class and like this is stupid, <laughs> which might happen. I mean, I've I've taken a lot of those LinkedIn learning courses, and no offense to them, but some of the narrators are just not people who should be narrating mm-hmm. things. Well, that's why my podcast bootcamp class is coming out in the next month or two. So, uh, oh, is it a definitive purpose? Oh, yes. There we go. Did you write it down? Did you write, write how much time you're going to spend on it? And I haven't figured that part out yet. I wanted to finish the book before I went off half cocked. There you go. But yeah, those two books back to back. Like, I feel like I read them backwards, but at the same time, I didn't. Yeah, I mean. Uh, Think and Grow Rich is, is classic. It's like even the the intro to Outwitting the Devil mentions it and says that he wrote that, but that also a lot of it is summarized in Outwitting the Devil. Mm-hmm. So, if, I mean, I think it's like if you want an intro to Napoleon Hill without doing the deep dive that is Think and Grow Rich, then that's probably a okay place to start. Mm-hmm. But the Think and Grow Rich is about nine hours on, on Audible. I, I told you, I'm like, you told me to use it. I'm like, oh, don't this too soon. I'm like, I can figure this out. I'm like two and a half hours a day. First day, I got through like four hours of the book. I'm like, yeah, I think I'll get this done. <laughs> yeah, I, I read it years ago, and I, I have, I've been slowly going back through it. It's but it's it's not something that I powered through this this week. Um, I had another point I was going to get to, but now I lost it. Oh, oh, Napoleon Hill. He's famous for also the group, the idea of a group mastermind, which is something that I'm I'm a part of a, a mastermind group um, online as well. But the idea of a mastermind is having two or more people that are of like mind committed to a goal. It's it enhances each other because it goes back into that kind of uh, wavelength 
thinking again where the brainwaves sync up together and you can come up with more ideas. But it's also the same thing as just having a uh, like a brainstorming session. Yeah, years ago I was studying internet marketing and Lady I was working with, she was all about the law of attraction. And I joined a thing called Warrior Form. It was like, it was one of the number one sites for getting like learning internet marketing and selling stuff. Well, they had a thing called Mastermind Groups. I'm like, oh, that sounds interesting. I'm like, this sounds really cool. If only I knew I could, because on the internet you don't know who you can trust. But like going back and hearing Napoleon Hill talk about, it, I'm like, so that's where this all came from. Yep, Napoleon Hill did it all before everyone else. Mm-hmm. And like my one coworker, we've been getting together every other week doing stuff and like doing conference calls via Teams all the time. And it's just like he's helped me with the project I worked on to get done. Like I couldn't put into words, but he kept asking me questions like, "Why? I don't understand. What's the purpose?" And I got had those all those answers. And then I went to do these meetings. It's like I felt bulletproof because I had all the answers. Yeah, he helped you think through the pro- think through the questions that would be asked ahead of time. It's like the same thing as having somebody uh, do a, a te- uh, not a prep interview, but basically like an interview for you before you go to like a job interview, mm-hmm. so that they kind of ask the questions and you put you in that frame of mind where you get to practice your answers and stuff. It's the same thing as um, like a mastermind group would also be considered to be like Toastmasters. Yeah, because everyone's committed to the same goal of learning public speaking mm-hmm. and enhancing. And that's the other thing, like my Toastmasters pairing that. Five years doing that, that presentation I did two weeks ago, I blew them away. I'm like, this is pretty cool. Like, I sat down, did this presentation, and, like, I even got, like, I, I can't explain how, like, how great it felt to get that thing done. I didn't stutter. I didn't pause. Like, everything was just perfect. There you go. And it's like, I'm watching these C-level executives and all these people higher than me stuttering and doing all this stuff. I'm like, dude, I'm nobody and I can speak better than you. Did you pop a Mentos afterwards? No. <laughs> I keep thinking about David Goggins because he talks about in his one book about the cookie jar and, like, keeping the stuff whenever things go down or, like, the thing of taking souls of, like... And I feel like I'm taking people's souls every time they stutter and whatever. Yeah, you got them because you know you're slightly better than them, which mm-hmm. is... You know, that's a negative thought, but you're turning it into a positive outcome. Yeah. So. Well, like, I remember years ago, my one friend who was, at the time, my boss, he got stuck on 28, on 376, because he got a flat tire, and he didn't have to change a tire. I'm like, dude, went to CMU, and like, he makes a ton of money. He's waiting at the Mercy AAA for three hours. That's that uh, specialized knowledge thing. Again. Yeah, that's the uh, the uh, Heinlein, Heinlein, I think, is the guy that wrote the quote, talking about how a man should know how to do all that. Like, he should know how to put sails on a ship and repair the ship and mm-hmm. do all this other stuff. He said specialization is for insects. Mm-hmm. I love the I love the quote, but I don't know it from the top of my head. I just like the fact that I've got all this random knowledge. Like, I've been, I actually went back and rewatched Slum Dog Millionaire the other day because, like, that's how I feel. Like, every time I go through, how do you know how to do this? Oh, I did this before. Like, I have some weird story of how I learned how to do something. <laughs> yeah, for me, it's like, a, I always wanted to have the kind of life that's like the movie Real Big Fish when they're interviewing him, when he's dying and his son doesn't believe all of his stories, but then all these crazy cast of characters keep coming in to visit his mm-hmm. dad in the hospital where it's like, yeah, all this stuff really did happen to <laughs> you. That's the best when you when you have someone collaborate the crazy stuff you've done. <laughs> Sometimes it depends on if you want to remember the crazy stuff you've done. Well, like you go, oh, I did that. No, you didn't. And some guy comes, oh, remember that time you did so-and-so? <laughs> Remember that time we were bad enough dudes to rescue the president's daughter? <laughs> <laughs> like, I remember the one time, like, my I told stories to my, to my wife about my dad. And she thought I was making stuff up. And then we went down to Florida to visit my one sister. And she told the same exact stories without me even prompting her. 
And she's like, oh, wow, that stuff really did happen. I'm like, yep. <laughs> yeah, that happened to my wife the first couple of times she came over to my family's house for holidays was like all the crazy stories I told her about my teenage years and me and my friends and the stuff we got up into. And then like my, my mother and my brother would collaborate the stories right there. And it's like, yeah, they really did do that. Like, yeah. So don't, don't put hydrochloric acid in electrical outlets. Mm. Pro tip. Don't put any liquids in hydro into electrical outlets. That's another pro tip. That's probably also true. Yeah, but to summarize, Napoleon Hill is amazing. Yeah, definitely, definitely worth checking out if you're looking to get into. If you're looking to improve your life a little bit, he's got a lot of rules in there that are good to follow, and it's definitely most most successful people have probably read Think and Grow Rich. I'd, yeah. I'd say it's probably on their bookshelf. It's one of those one of the most widely sold and read books in the world. Well, even with the devil, uh, when the devil, like he talks about, like, uh, like eating too many rich foods and getting indigestion, and how like it's like backing up a sewer system, and like, how that breaks everything up, 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 up the chain. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow, like he, like he wasn't a doctor, but like he, he knew stuff that was proven later. Yeah, he, he knew that if you, if you, if you put a bunch of junk in your body, it's gonna mess up your thoughts. Yeah, and like he also talked about how like with, with like kids, how like parents are doing their science fair projects for them and how like the kids aren't learning how to do anything it's like that's been happening since the 80s at least like full force yep Uh, jocko jocko talks about that on his podcast he talks about how every time every time you tie your kid's shoes for him you're doing him a disservice Mm -hmm. because that kid's not going to learn how to tie his shoes so dave pointed out last time you need to explain who jocko is jocko will 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 nick will nick he uh he is a former navy seal uh and he's a podcaster award-winning author um he sells uh, i'm drinking one of his energy drinks right now jocko discipline go he uh sells supplements he's kind of all over the place he was the head commander for the uh in afghanistan um a couple years back um yeah so he's kind of all around badass yeah i remember years ago when you started first talking about him every time you get a little too crazy i'm like you got too much jocko you gotta cut back (laughs) (laughs) and i think a couple a couple weeks ago i'm like not enough jocko. You gotta pump that up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was getting a little lax on my discipline there, so now I'm back. I'm back on the path. Or as uh, Goggins like to say, back on that log. Yeah, somebody's got to carry the logs and the boats. You want to explain who David Goggins is while we're at it? David Goggins is also a former Navy SEAL. Is one of the things that's going on in the world seems to be all these Navy SEALs are coming out as business consultants and motivational speakers and writers and everything else. David Goggins was uh, he was one of the few. I think there's only been thirty. In the history of the Navy SEALs since the since the Vietnam War, there's only been like 30 black Navy SEALs. And that's just because of, uh, I, I guess, black people have a problem with water yes, swimming. I'm, I'm not trying to be racist here. No, it's so. the truth. I can't swim. Okay, since you can't see us, I'm, I'm white, Joel's black. Um, but he, he managed to make it through, and he uh, he went through three hell weeks, including finishing with uh, finishing through one of his hell weeks with broken legs. So he went, he went on through some pretty crazy stuff. Yeah, but we we reference him all the time because I read the "You Can't Hurt Me" book, and he talks about how like in um, he was in SEAL training, and they had this log that you had to was you had to carry the log. Yeah, they had a group. The group had to carry the log over their heads. And um, the one the, the one the thing the uh, guys comes on, he gets back on that log again. Yeah, I, th- I think that was one of his buddies that failed one of the hell weeks with him. When they when he saw him on like the third hell week, he said, "Oh shit, Goggins is back on the log." <laughs> There's a couple of phrases Eugene and I pass back and forth to each other. 
One of them also is from Predator, where the one guy goes, I'm going to have me some fun. I'm going to have me some fun. Long, tall Sally. I was actually just riding my bike this morning. I got, the, I got the last mile of my bike ride, and I found some flat. I'm like, you know what? I'm going on the, on the pavement instead of just going through the trail. And I just kept chanting that this morning. I just kept laughing myself. Yeah, it's, it's sometimes it's important to find those mantras to just pull out that little bit of extra strength. And, like, you sound a little psycho, but, like, you got to sometimes go to a psycho place to pull out things when, when you're doing the uh, the physical activities there. Yeah. Um, you think about when people are lifting heavy weights and they're grunting and stuff. It's like some some people are doing it for show, but some people do it, and it gives them that little little extra mm-hmm. burst to get through that hurdle. Well, there's uh, the movie The Last Dragon. The one character is trying to learn martial arts, but he doesn't know it. So, and he's he's Asian, so he starts you know, doing all yelling and screaming. He's like, "What are you doing?" I called. I forget what he called. Like, basically, I intimidated by yelling and screaming, and they don't want to fight me. I don't remember that guy in the Last Dragon. Yeah, but it was funny because like he's just yelling and screaming as he's doing all these moves, and the people are just backing <laughs> away from him slowly and slowly. But what was the uh who was who was that 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 had that joke i don't know kung fu but i know crazy yeah (laughs) was that uh was that red fox i think so classic but yeah it's napoleon hill has changed my life yeah he's done it for a lot of people and i i I do look forward to finishing uh think and grow rich again um and then you got to pick up a law of success because it's a it's got more stuff in it, I think, because he was writing like a newsletter at the same time as well as he was writing the oh, okay. book. So it's got some of that stuff in it. It's a it's a thick book. I mean, it's like a three inch thick book, and it's like probably twelve inches by like nine inches or something printed. Yeah. So for for reference, I was talking with the other day. I'm like, well, I, I went back then to one audiobook a month. Now I get back up to two now because of this podcast. Yep. There you go. I'm I'm at the point where I'm gonna have to start reading probably a book a week. I'm not going to go that crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, some of them are audio books, but, mm-hmm. but I, I don't do all audio books. I like a physical book. Um, yeah. For me, I don't like to, for some reason, the print of books bother my bother my, my eyes, which is why I switched to Kindle. And then when I switched to audio books, like, for example, I'm biking half hour to an hour a day. So now that's a good hour that I can absorb something. Yeah. So. Yeah. It, it, once I got over the hurdle of like, because I, I don't know, I went I went to public schools and then the library. They they were very upset about the way you, they taught you how to turn the pages and stuff, so you didn't damage the books and yeah. things like that. And it, that was ingrained in me for so long. But then, like on the self development journey, I'm buying so many books that it's like I had to get over the fear of what I was doing to the book and realize it's my book. I can write whatever I want mm-hmm. in the margins. I can highlight whatever one. I can fold down all the pages, and it's enhanced my reading experience. But I can't do that with like yeah. an audio book. Another pro tip is with the Kindle books, you can actually see what other people have bookmarked in that book. Right. So I'm actually going to go through the Napoleon, the Thinking Grow Rich book and go through all the quotes that other people have quoted and come and figure out what they thought was important. Yeah, and to plug a service that I don't think I ever told you about, there's a thing called Readwise okay. where it takes um, – you give it access to all those uh, – all the all the stuff you underline and highlight in the Kindle books, mm-hmm. and it randomly pulls that stuff out and sends you like a, a newsletter once a week with that in there. Oh, so you kind of get like another hit of it. So every once in a while, I get hit with a ego is the enemy type of stuff and daily stoic, and then it recommends from some other book that is similar to those quotes. I'll have to try that out because I actually started reading the daily stoic um, emails again. Like now that I'm back on this whole thing of trying to be more stoic and whatnot. I've been reading more and I've been making more habits. I'll start the one mile a day of biking and now I'm up to four. Hey, that's how it happens. But you don't, you don't get, uh, it doesn't get easier. You just get faster. Mm-hmm. 
it's all habits. Everything's habits. So just yeah. mind your habits and you mind your life. Yeah, like I said, the Owen the Devil talked about a lot about habits, and that kind of snapped me out of doing stuff. And um, my my new joke with Eugene is now, you know, I, I think he's drifting. I sent him the Tokyo Drift song from uh, this thing. thing. Are you drifting? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and there's that feeling definitely sometimes where I am drifting. That's why I had to I had to scale back some of my my thinking about my goals in life because I was thinking, you know. You have they they always want you to have like a five year plan, a ten yeah. year plan. It's like, well, let me let me figure out what I want to accomplish by the end of this year. Yeah. And let me start working from there. Because that that helps you build the momentum to get to like a five year plan. Yeah. I can't do five year and ten year plans. It ends up me being homeless and living under a bridge. Yeah, that that's that's plan uh, plan B. <laughs> no, that, that that's not an option. <laughs> but like it's just like I can't plan the future. I'm always I'm always I'm pessimistic. But like now I'm I'm trying to be more optimistic. Yeah, and I think that's again the the building the momentum thing. Like you can once you start achieving things, and like by the end of the year or something, you'll be like, all right, well, I got this done this year. What can I do next year? And that lets your brain actually start planning. Your subconscious will start planning that for you. Yeah, you'll start thinking things like your your Leroy project. Like you're already saying how you're you've done two amazing things already, and it's halfway through this year. And then you like next year you're gonna be like, well, what else can I make? What else can I do? Yeah. Well, like I remember years ago when I was studying in marketing, I downloaded an archive of all these all this material. I got a book called The Da Vinci Method. And it was talking about how like to summarize that you've got your conscious and subconscious and there's like a firewall between the two. Mm-hmm. And that in order to get things done, you need to give it to your subconscious and just walk away and let it work on it. Yep. And it will give you a flash of how to fix it. And it's true because, like, I noticed when I would code or something, I'd run into a problem. Like, okay, I'm going to take a break from this. Now I'll go walk, get a drink, go get some a new drink, whatever. And I come back, oh, just do that. Or I'll go, like, for example, I'll work on a project. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go for a bike ride. And half of the bike was like, I forgot to put that curly brace in there. <laughs> like, it's 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 a, it's a good version of, like, oh, crap, I didn't do this. Instead, yeah. it's, hey, you didn't you need to look at this. Yeah, I mean, it's the old adage of uh, sleep on it, you know, mm-hmm. sleep on a problem and let your brain do its thing. Um, who I think it was Benjamin Franklin was famous for taking afternoon naps mm-hmm. because it would, it, he would think on a problem. He would lay down for half an hour and he'd wake up and he'd have the solution. It's, mm-hmm. You let the subconscious do its thing because all input eventually becomes output. And if mm-hmm. you, you, you know the solution. I mean, it's the same thing that I've been we've been going back and forth about about big voice, little voice. Like mm-hmm. the big voice in your head is the one that says, you know, don't go for the bike ride. It's raining. The little voice is the one that's saying, no, go for the bike ride. And you got to start tuning out that big voice, which is your consciousness, because your consciousness is coming with all the excuses. Your subconscious is the one that's got all the answers. It's telling you, no, you do do the bike ride. You'll feel better. Yeah. Well, funny thing was like, so last week it rained on when I got up, went on a bite. So this morning, uh, yesterday morning I got up, I'm like, okay, it's raining. Just just go out there. You did last time. Okay. So by the time I got ready, it stopped raining. And if it and like the rain was just so small, you'd even notice it. Yeah. And yeah. then that bike ride we did last the week before, it would start raining halfway the bike ride. I'm like, this isn't rain. This is nature's coolant. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then the rain stopped and it was just yeah. hot and humid again. Yeah. But we were on the way back on the bike ride, so we had no choice. Exactly. And that's why I love biking because you go four miles out, you got to go four miles back. Exactly. You only screw yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I did. I did. 10 on Sunday. I went five out. I was like, well, took a break. I just got to go back. And like, I noticed I'm going back now. I push myself a little bit harder because I know psychologically there's a little bit more of an incline going back down. So I can actually milk it for an extra 
mile or half a mile an hour coming back. <laughs> play play up the uh, what is it? Um, the uh, the terrain is a tactic. You can use the terrain as a weapon. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know when I was training to run the the Pittsburgh Marathon, it was uh, the reservoir up up in Highland Park from here is a uh, it's just uh, just over a mile around if you if you run it. And I remember going out there and having to run around it for you know twenty six times. And mm-hmm. it's like when you're running around a, a small track like that, it's very easy to talk yourself out of it. So I had to like run run around the city basically to get mm. i had to run the marathon several times to train for the marathon because otherwise it's too easy to so just be like i'm, I'm done because like mm-hmm. every, every lap i was running past the car yeah so it's like oh i can just leave now yeah well it's funny because i'm noticing as i bike the same route over and over again i start noticing little parts of it like oh well the turnaround's right up there like i can kick it a little bit higher gear oh here comes that hill again <laughs> yeah that's fun and then you're gonna have to change up the route I don't know. I'm like, the route's going to get longer. That's changing it up. So, But we've run out of time this time. So okay. any homework for the listeners at home? Um, definitely check out Napoleon Hill. Um, I don't know if you – I, I don't know which one people want to try if they want to do Think and Grow Rich or if they want to try Outwitting the Devil first. Um, outwitting the Devil, again, is a little controversial. But I would say think, think, uh, Outwitting the Devil is shorter. So you might want to try that one first to get a taste. And then go into Think and Grow Rich, is my opinion. There are also old Napoleon Hill like lectures that are put up on YouTube that you can check out for free if you want just a, a real sample of it. But I might have to go, I might have to go and do some Napoleon Hill research. Go, <laughs> go to a fan site. Yeah. So Napoleon Hill, and definitely, if there is something that you want to achieve, write it down. Figure out what all you're what you're willing to give for it. How much time it's going to take you to do and commit to that. And then if you read it to yourself every day as a like a mantra, a um, a uh, what do they call it? Jeez, I'm having trouble with words today. Um, uh, an affirmation. That's the word. If you, you use it as an affirmation, then you'll be you're more likely to achieve it because you're keeping it in the front of your mind. Yeah, I think it's the first thing in the morning, last thing before I go to bed. Yeah, see, I have a problem with doing stuff like that last before bed because then I'm not going to want to go to bed. My brain won't shut up about thinking about things, so that's probably not good for me. It's fun. I've been basically making myself go to bed around 11 o'clock-ish. And every night, I'm like, oh, I can't do that now because I've got to go to bed in an hour. Well, if you put a time limit on your day, then it definitely forces you to get things done because you know you only have so much time to do it. Yeah. You can't just drag out the day and screw future Joel. Yeah, well... Pastoral has been Future Joel's best friend, and very rarely does this Pastoral screw up Future Joel. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm getting, I'm getting better at that. So, so, see you next week, folks, or next two weeks, however all these come out.